0: other than we're all new orleanians in a bar today we're at the fabulous maple leaf on oak street the maple leaf is the longest running music club in new orleans it's been hosting music here for 45 years charlie it's about long, as long as you've been playing oh
1: not as long as i've been i've been play, i've been playing
0: 75 years you've been playing for 75 years so yeah. you were playing for 30 years before the maple leaf opened yeah. can you believe that <laughs> this is the legendary charlie gabriel is here from the preservation hall what is the name of the band? The uh, professional Preservation Hall
1: band? Preservation Hall
0: Jazz Band. Jazz Band, okay. So we have to add the word jazz. Are you the music director of
1: it? No, I'm not the music director. I'm just leading
0: I'm just leading some of the songs
1: that they are doing. But I'm not the leader. Ben Jaffe is Ben Jaffe
0: is the, the leader of the band. How long has he been playing?
1: Oh Ben been playing. I, I would assume I would assume Ben been playing lead. No. 25, 30 years, something
0: like wow. that. Wow! And how long have you been playing? Did you say seventy-five? T- you've been years. playing for seventy-five years. So you're uh, the senior. You should be a seniority. You well, should. Uh, are you paid more if you've been playing for seventy-five no. years? It <laughs> no, doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it's not like government work.
1: I started playing in nineteen, 19 forty three with the Rico Jazz Band here in New Orleans.
0: You started playing in 1943?
1: 1943, during the war, because all the other musicians was in in the service and they only had the oldest musician left here in New Orleans to play. So, uh... And how old were
0: you in 1943? Uh, in 94. 1943, how old
1: were you? I when was you 11
0: started? years old. You started playing at 11?
1: I started playing professionally. I started playing at 7, but uh, <laughs> when I got to be 11, I was already playing with the Rico Jazz Band because I could read good. And my, every time they called my father, Manny, we got a job for you. He said, oh, no, 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 no. I can't take it, but you can take the kids. So All <laughs> the older musicians would take me and just like would be my father, and i stayed stay with them. You were 11 band.
0: years old, and you could read music yeah. well enough to Very play
1: with a well. band. T-ball Who taught band. you to read music? Like my that? dad. See, really? My whole family came to New Orleans in 1856 from Singer Dominguez. My grandfather was a bass player, Nazis Garbio, and my grandfa- my great-grandfather, my grandfather, was a trumpet player, and my father was a drummer. Ah. I had five brothers, and everybody in the family played, even my mother played saxophone.
0: Your mother was a saxophone player? <laughs> yeah. Was she any good? Sis,
1: well, she made money playing saxophone. So play everybody was way. a professional musician <laughs> in your whole family. Yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have five brothers and five sisters.
0: Are any of them still with us?
1: Uh, only one brother with me. Uh, he's ninety years old.
0: He's ninety.
1: He played. Tr- he played trombone. Still but playing? No, he can't play no
0: more. You know. So you're still uh, playing at eighty-seven? Yeah, I'm still playing. Okay, so, uh, you think that would be a lot of work playing a saxophone at eighty-seven uh, years old? Is it? Is it any different when when
1: you were eleven? You know, every day is the same day cause if you open up your eyes and right. being blessed by God, so you don't know the difference. If, if you if every day feels the same, if you
0: didn't know how old you were and you didn't look in the mirror, how old would you think you are? If I, look, I didn't know how old if you I, know that, if mirror, I, just I said,
1: That's the question to X. Uh, who are you? You know yourself before you know anyone else.
0: How old do you feel? If you didn't look in the mirror and you yeah. didn't
1: know you were you know, 87, how old ev- ev- would you think you are? Every day you have a birthday, how old you feel? You does not know no different. You just change the number. Right. That's, what that's I the only thing I feel about the me. same as I was
0: when I was yeah. like, you know, 18. I, I feel like I was 19 years 19. old. 19. Okay. Yeah, so you're a year older than, than me. <laughs> 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 you're, that's amazing. Isn't that Andrew Duhon is <laughs> here, great. of course, my co-host. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. Great. I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Shall I finish mentioning about what's going on at the Maple Leaf Bar? Yeah, sure. Tell us You can hear George Paul here every monday night you can hear the rebirth brass band here every tuesday and the piano giant john cleary is playing here at the maple leaf every friday night through jazz fest so pretty impressive lineup wouldn't you say that's great yeah, yeah I'm and so we're sure. excited to be here and, and so my other two guests sitting over to my right here are if you'd like to meet them charlie yeah, i'd love to meet them. Denise- <laughs> denisa Denicia. 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 That is so hard to say, but thank God everybody calls you D.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Who
0: came up with this Denicia title? My,
2: well, my mother. My mother did. What's her name? Her name is Tasha.
0: Tasha. Which my dad's name easy. is Dennis. Dennis. You add another they and made a, a Denicia. See, there's a certain <laughs> amount of cruelty involved in that, in my opinion. No. Uh, isn't there? Saddling <laughs> kids with these wacky names that,
2: that you know are what? Hard when you get a wacky name as a kid, you know you will grow up to be an artist. Really? Yeah. Is that What right? else am I gonna do? I don't know. I gotta be creative. Look at well, the name. You are an artist. <laughs> yes. You're a cocktail artist. I am liquid art. Liquid mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. So
0: you can make a living making drinks.
2: Exactly. I could, you know, either uh, make a living making drinks or drink too much. So I decided <laughs> <laughs> to figure out a way to use and not abuse and share that with other people.
0: So you're basically an alcoholic?
2: Well, we are changing that narrative. And uh, not an alcoholic, but, you know, there's a way to drink, like your intro. Uh, New Orleans is a place where at the bar, you know, strangers can meet. So imagine if we sip and we know what we're sipping and we're well-educated, we don't abuse it. We mix our social scene with just a little bit of spirit and we're good. It
0: sounds like you're saying you're looking for an excuse to drink every day.
2: Well, I get paid for it now. Yeah. So, you know, I think I'm doing pretty good. You are doing pretty (laughs) good. Good. I would say,
0: wouldn't (laughs) you think if you can drink every day and get paid for it? If you
2: can drink on the job or sip on the job.
0: Yeah, or or just watch other people enjoy beverages. Exactly. Well, that's true because you don't have to get high on your own supply. Mm -mm, Mm -hmm. You never
2: can. That's the number one commandment. You can't do
0: it. You're not supposed to be drinking while you're making drinks. Is that right?
2: No, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to drink too much. (laughs) <laughs> really? Yeah, but you're you not di- supposed to drink too much.
0: Okay. And did you meet T.R. Johnson, who's here as well? We did meet. T.R. Johnson is a professor of English literature at Tulane University. That's great. And one of our favorite guests ever to have been on Happy Hour. Well, I'm so pleased to it's know so that. It's so great to have you back because you told us one of the greatest stories. <laughs> Andrew, remember that day? I remember it well. And I was yeah. looking at the... Uh, page day on our website it's com to look back at that show that was five years ago that was 2015 wow. you should see what we look like then yeah <laughs> <laughs> right it's it's scary how much younger we look i'm not even kidding yeah i'd rather not it's horrible yep but do you remember the story you told us i
3: do actually i can't forget I, it
0: I, wa- <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you relitigate that whole thing but the it was just for anyone who's listening you can go to our website it's newwellness.com the show was called tell it to the hotel That's right. Which was based on your experience after you came back from Cuba. That's right. With uh, terrible, I guess, dysentery.
3: That would be the word. Yeah,
0: that's the word for it. And since then, you've totally redeemed yourself by 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 writing a a very fancy book. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Which has got incredible reviews, and Thank like you. you're sort of like an intellectual now.
3: I guess you could say that, yeah. So we
0: have to sort of move on from the dysentery. <laughs> That's right. Did you ever hear
3: from the hotel? I now? never did. Everything was fine. <laughs> Everything was fine. Because well,
0: how he left it at the end of that show was that you weren't sure whether you were going to have to pay for the I was, I
3: was a $10,000 bill to yeah. rebuild a hotel room that had been suffered the hurricane force of my <laughs> Anus. <the> stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say stomach, but yeah. Sure. Stomach. Well, it's not your <laughs> stomach
0: by the time it gets down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your stomach at the beginning. It's right, yeah. and it was definitely not
3: to be It was the bitter end. Thank <laughs> yeah. God you're
0: okay. Have you been back to Cuba since
3: then? I was there about a year ago. Had nice. a great time. I was there for just about three days, four days, and just had an absolute ball. And didn't catch anything. At Nothing. All. It was all fine. I yeah. can
0: tell us about this book. It's called uh, What Is It Called? New Orleans: A Literary History. That's right. Which sounds sort of pretentious.
3: It is quite pretentious, but it's it's kind of worth it. Um, it is based on a course I've been teaching it. Tulane for, gosh, 15 years. Um, Cambridge University Press approached me and said, you want to do a book about this? I said, yes, of course I would. And it's essentially a history of all the most significant writing that the city has ever inspired. So all of the various attempts down through the ages to kind of wrangle with the meaning of this place, how the city sort of lives in the imagination of the world through the most significant things that have ever been said about it. It's a history of that. Okay. Is it interesting to read? Yes, absolutely. It is. It
0: It sounds pretty worthy.
3: Well, thank you. Wordy or worthy? Worthy, worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like it's
0: too intellectual for most people, or is it meant for no. everybody?
3: You know, it's it's most of it's a collection of essays written by other academics, and so there's kind of an academic ah, accent. See, that in was what thing. was
0: worrying me. It's got the word academic. Well, you have to say that. But, but
3: I pitched it at a definitely a kind of general audience. Anybody that is sort of likes to think about New Orleans is going to find a lot to think about through this book. Charlie, you must have thought about New Orleans for a because long time. Cuba looked,
1: like a Cuba looked just like New Orleans. We went there full time, yeah. uh, the Preservation Jazz Band. And, uh, and from our experience, we, have, we did a movie called Tube to Cuba. I've heard about it. See? Oh, yeah. And uh, it brought, uh, it, well, the, it's a continuation of the music. See, you know, before the music came out of Cuba, every it's, you had to first realize, it's habanero music. Afri- African rhythm and Spanish melody had a relationship that created habanero music. Mm. That's every habanero. rhythm habanero. I thought that was a pepper. Every rhythm that you hear other than fast track, waltzes, and marches come from African rhythm and Spanish melody. And that, that, in, that back in the, in the ninth century, that's back in the ninth. African ruled Spain for 600 years, and everywhere that music went, it, the different the different countries would accept it. But they're trying to do something to it. Well, Cuba pl- came up with bolero, that Cuban music, although they changed the rhythm from. That is the rhythm of, of a, the clapper that controls the rhythm. But when it came to New Orleans, we took the harp and narrow rhythm, bop, 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 and we changed it. Oh, when the sing, mm. go marching in. Oh, when the sing, go marching in. But the rhythm is still there.
0: So, what can you play something? I can play for you. Like, that was. The, the original habanero version. I can what that would for sound you. like. I can do something okay.
1: Latin. Yeah. I can do something for you, uh, uh, and do, we're all going to have I'll a turn at uh, playing the sax. Come action. from <laughs> habanero music. <laughs> mm. uh, it, like for some Brazil, that come for haban. They they do a they do a
0: samba. Okay. That come from Brazil. Now this is not all from the ninth century that you're talking about, is it?
1: Everything come from the night. Everything started back in the night. No- yeah, the African controls. The African, the African had a natural, a natural fight at the dropped straight, and they conquered Spain. They ruled Spain for six hundred years. Right, understand?
0: Because they did.
1: had the rhythm that the you and when they traveled travel to, uh, up to the Caribbean and everywhere they went, the, the different country created something from. The rhythm. We how were how these,
0: these people getting around? By way. ships, I am assuming. But no, 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 was no. it armies? Look,
1: look, or? You know, once you sing a sing a song into the universe, it's all over the world. Uh-huh. Yeah, really. Just
0: that okay. fast. Yeah. Okay. So go so back so to where we were. Okay.
1: <laughs>
4: The mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, nice.
3: yeah. Good indeed.
0: Do you still like playing?
1: You guys <laughs> <laughs> still like playing, yeah You know, I've been playing so long. What could I do <laughs> if I stopped playing? Have you th- ever thought about that? I, haven't, I have never, never worked. Crossed it. Your mind. I have never did nothing in my life. But play this horn since I've been eleven years old. Wow! Mm-hmm.
0: You haven't have had been this. Very
1: d- blessed. Yeah. Blair blessed. Yeah. God has given you. You haven't all had the, the same one since you were eleven, right? Oh man, no, not this high. Right. But put it this way, I've been I've been holding this horn for about sixty years. Oh, 60? oh my God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: I got three or four other horns brand right. new one at the house. Right. But the way it looks And it ain't so much important I'm complacent And once you get complacent with something You do better things with it Yeah,
0: right. Well you must know this better Than you know anything else in life Are you married?
1: I've been married once before 51 years uh, My wife made a transition Now I've been married again Now 10 years
0: Okay Wow So do you think you know your wife better Or the saxophone better?
1: You never knew a lady. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cue my boyfriend.
2: not <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> tell him that. <laughs>
0: What's up with your boyfriend, D?
2: You? Oh, no, 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 nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How long have you guys been together?
2: It's going, um, it's been two years going on, like about 20, it feels like. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> how's
0: it, is it working out? Two years is pretty good.
2: You know, it's pretty good. I'm originally from Los Angeles and then moved to New York and then came down in New Orleans. And I will say it is nothing like a man from New Orleans or people from New Orleans, period.
0: What do you mean? The the boyfriend's from New Orleans. Uh Uh-huh. So there's there's nothing like that. Nothing like that. What's the difference of dealing with a guy from New Orleans and dealing with a guy from LA?
2: (sighs) For one, important to me, the food. Okay. You're going to get a meal that will put you out. And look, I love the food in L.A. I love everything about L.A. I'm born and raised. But it's something about being in New Orleans. It's um, it's everything is about comfort and ease. And it's a bit different than like the L.A. vibe. Like we're still beach bums sometimes. But it's something about being in New Orleans.
0: But what's that got to do with the guy? You mean the guys can The guy, cook?
2: yeah, he can cook. Most of the men can cook out here. That's have true. You, I mean, you've never dated a guy from L.A., I'm sure. but I have yeah. not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the... <laughs> Most guys can cook here. Is that true? Andrew, do you cook much? I love to cook. Tio, He's got cook? sausage in them. his fridge. It's true. Like, we I already I mean, talked about sausage yeah. in the fridge, uh, yeah, the You guys park. have been talking already before we started, and you already got onto sausage in the refrigerator? <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> how, did you, how did you
0: get onto that in on well, the five minutes?
5: As, uh, also a thing of, about people in New Orleans, they usually put on events, which we were both talking about mm-hmm. putting on events, and then ending up with a surplus of whatever it is was at the event, some sponsorship ah. or something like that. I was talking about how much sau- sausage is in my freezer from, from the breakfast event.
0: You still have from breakfast at Jazz Fest I last do. year, which is good. almost 12 months ago. That's now. right.
5: It's still good. It's still great.
2: As long yeah. as it's frozen, it's still yeah. good. How long can mm-hmm. you keep
0: stuff in a freezer? I don't know. It's good so far. I mean, <laughs> know. Charlie knows everything, I bet. How long can you keep stuff in a freezer? I don't know. You don't know that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm sure you can't keep it forever. No.
3: Yeah. I've got a bunch of red beans in my fridge that's been there about four or five days, and they're just fine. I'm going to eat them later.
2: Oh, mm. absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, they're not going to give you food. Well, you ought to know about that, especially. <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> so, Dee, how'd you meet this guy? Is he also like a
2: we cocktail met, drinker? Uh, yes. We met at the Drifter Hotel, actually. It was one you of can't the get last... more hip
0: than that. What were you doing?
2: <laughs> I was actually... I think it was the wrap party for the Film Fest. And I've got on this like nice, tight, black dress. I got on a head wrap, and I'm like, you know, shimmying through the party, and I see this guy, and I'm like, ooh, okay. I'm going to wrap <laughs> back around for that. And so he actually stops me. We get the talking, all that stuff. Later on, he leaves out, and I'm like, damn it, I got to get him. And that's my New York spirit coming out. So I run after him in this dress, and I asked to take him out that morning or whenever I was done. And uh, that's how we met. Has this, st-
0: this nice. stuff we ever happened to you, Tia, This kind of story?
2: Not
3: really. Uh, never, had <laughs> a, never had
0: a good looking woman chase you out of a party? I'm
3: afraid not. No. no. no.
0: Andrew, I've you must have been, have been that thrown out. To you. out You're parties. you musicians, that happens to musicians, right?
1: Yes, I. Uh, <laughs> my wife right now I have. I was trying to get her to come to New Orleans, you know. So I asked I said, I'm going to New Orleans. Uh, I thought playing with the Preservation Band, because I was living in Detroit for 63 years. 63. Mm. And up See. to Katrina, they called me and asked me to come back to New Orleans. Ben no. Jaffe they mentioned to me about playing with the Preservation bands. I said, okay, I told her, I I'm going to New Orleans. Well, I'd like to take it." She said, oh, no, no, no. So I said, okay, I came on down and played a little bit. I went back up to Detroit, and I said, I'm going to New Orleans. I asked her again, oh, no, 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 no. I had to go back the third time, and I asked her again, and she decided to come to New Orleans. So the conversation went like this. Come with me to New Orleans. I show you a great time. All your dreams will come true with me. Come on. You'll so come with me to New Orleans. What a city you will see. All your dreams will come true and new. Oh, Lee. that my my conversation. Wow. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ain't nobody
2: yeah. doing yeah. it. Yeah. Ain't nobody <laughs> anybody break yeah. breaking in a song like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that like, oh, yeah.
2: That's exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. That's the kind of guy you've found.
2: Mm. Does he
0: sing to you as well, this guy?
2: Depends what we're doing, yeah.
0: That is. Be- so you have a beautiful singing voice, by the way. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Thank you. Did anyone ever tell you that in the last uh, yeah, 80 years of yeah, performing? I, I did, Do you sing with the band?
1: I, I did a couple of uh, um, video and commercial yeah. for am- Amazon, you know. For Different Amazon? Th- th- yeah. Uh, one of them, I can't remember what it is. I, I was a little box, <laughs> and my, the little box was singing. That was me.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> but I can't think of what the song Did they
0: pay you a ton of money for that?
1: Now, you know you shouldn't ask well, I me. Mean, oh, that's not <laughs> supposed to say that? I know you know better than that. How old you say you are?
0: I feel like I'm, what did I say, 18 or 19? I don't know. I can't 20.
1: Too old you're 20. You're yeah. 20. <laughs> yeah. The guy who owns
0: Amazon is the richest guy in the world. That's why I wondered if he was generous. Uh, now,
1: they're too old to ask a question <laughs> like that. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Is that, is that I mean, implied? You'll forgive if it was a kid asked that, you know, but uh-huh. he don't know what you're saying anyway. Uh-huh. If someone made them other number. You know. Okay, so eight. okay, so what do you
0: think is impolite <laughs> to talk about money? <laughs> what, what about what about religion?
1: Well, religion is everything You never did want to discuss religion. You won't want to discuss religion, with, religion, with, religion with, either. With any Are you one, religious? But, why sure, I love my God. Why sure, everything I have what? asked my Creator for, He have granted me. Right. Everything. Do you? I, and, and I imagine I don't think anyone could have been more faithful than I to receive all the gifts and things that God has put in my, in my in front of me. And, yeah. Do you think you think
0: God's responsible for all this?
1: Yes, he's responsible for everything that I
0: do. Okay, what about when things go wrong?
1: There ain't no such thing again go wrong. You have to live with what you whatever comes your way you have to live through it. Right. You can't if you could change it then it ain't wrong. Right. But okay. you but, but you, you
0: live through it. But you've had you a great You're having a great life. Oh, yeah, Where everything's sure. gone pretty well. But there's lots of people who aren't having a great life.
1: Yeah, but look, how do you like to be off a, a year and a half to live? Is that a great life?
0: If you have a year and a half to live?
1: Yeah. And so you can well, die in a year and a half. You're going to yeah. die in a year and a half. I could easily. How would, how would you like to be handed that to you? It was handed to me one time. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. You were given a year and a half to live? That's right. Well, then, well, not very accurate, thank God. No. What was the reason God. for that? Cancer. You, so you've beaten cancer as well. Yeah, come on.
1: I'm sitting here. I'm different from every one of you. You every one of you got a bladder. I don't even have a bladder in me. Mm.
0: You don't you have a bladder. A, no. How, how then you want to give me water. I'm trying to make you drink then something. Then you want to give me water. <laughs> 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 Thank so you. If you don't, do you <laughs> Thank still you. do you still do you still have to drink if you don't have a bladder?
1: I drink water. But I mean, do you me still,
0: need yeah, still need water? Does human body still need water?
1: You want to give me water. I know
0: well, why I need some water <laughs> now. <laughs> well, what happens to water when you drink water if you don't have a bladder?
1: <laughs> and they, they made a pouch. Okay. Mm-hmm. See so like a colostomy. Made, no, no, no. So they, they, they made a pouch uh, from the colon and put it across your oh. urine tract. Okay. So you have a pouch. So that make me different. From you, yeah. you, 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 you. But
0: you still have to go to the bathroom and pee like everybody.
1: nothing to do with it.
0: Nothing to do with nothing it. To do with
1: nothing it. to do with it. So okay. You're going on the other side of the
0: fence. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know better than that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we've got back to that again. Yeah. Somehow. T.R., I think it's, it's your it's influence. It's my presence yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Just so I, I like the sentence that you mentioned TR, when you say that Cambridge University Press just approached you out, yeah. out of the blue. like Right. How that happened? It's know, like it's like working for Amazon, right? How, or some guy chasing you out of a bar and telling you, you know, or you chasing some guy out of a bar. Yeah, these I things just guys. don't happen to
3: <laughs> <laughs> to
0: most people. Right. So Cambridge University Press just called you up and said, "We want you to." Yeah, I think they write they, the
3: definitive anthology of New Orleans literature. I guess so. They kind of. Um, they were aware that I'd been teaching this course. they had uh, I were doing a series of books about the the great literature of these great cities.' So there's the literature of Chicago and of San Francisco and of New York, and I' working on one on Paris. and they wanted to do one on New Orleans, and they I think uh, came by Tulane and said, "Who teaches this stuff?" and that my name came up, and so that's how that got connected. And it was kind of ready to go sort of already in the can as it were, because i I'd, I'd been teaching this class for so long that I had a lot of thoughts about all this stuff, so it came together pretty fast. so did you the writers who contributed to this book are not all from New Orleans. Though. Correct. They're all writing about New Orleans. Right. A lot of them have some connection to New Orleans, either grew up here or have some contact with the place. But by and large, right, it's only a smattering actually live here. Uh, the rest of them are, I've got somebody from Australia, somebody fr- uh, living in Germany, uh, California. Uh, and all how over do the these place.
0: people know what they're talking about?
3: They're scholars, you know, they study hard and they and have read and thought deeply about the histories of race and so of issues of the environment. What did the stuff. Australian guy write about? He wrote about Les Do you know about Les That's It's a really interesting thing. They, it is the first African, African-American poetry anthology that ever happened. Happened here, of course. 1840s, uh, a group of black poets published a book of poetry together, and it's an extraordinary book of poetry. Uh, and he wrote all about that, because it's, it's a poetry that's full of um, love and sex and all the complicated navigations about race, you know, black and white and the thousand shades in between and what all that means and how they thought about each other and themselves and their relationships.
0: And which year was this? 1845. 1845. Had you ever heard of it?
2: No, never. No. Charlie, you
0: ever heard of that? Me neither.
1: No. That was beautiful, though. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Thank yeah. you, yeah. And yeah. It's a, the scholar lives in Australia, and he is just... How it, weird it that some Australian yeah.
0: guy would be writing about that teacher, all,
3: all the poetry is in French it's all French so he translated all of it and then interpreted it very carefully and then set up this whole uh, sort of theory and history of what this stuff is and what it means and why it's you know poised for a kind of resurgence in, in Paris people are very interested in les Cinelles. they call themselves les Cinelles because that was a type of plant that grew here that was a kind of pale yellow with dark in it and it's called a hackberry as it's other term you may know ah, yeah. but les Cinelles is what the French Creoles called the stuff hackberries uh, we call it and that's what they called their poetry club that yielded this beautiful, beautiful book. Wow!
0: Mm-hmm. Wow! How, what a great story. So that's the kind
3: right? of stuff that's in, in here. small
0: world, because you're D. You're doing a course in Black history and spirits, I believe.
2: Yes. Yeah. Rum and uh, how it connects to the um, slave trade, basically the triangular wow. slave trade. Yeah. 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 And also um, another event, <coughs> we're recreating the Dark Tower. What's that? the dark tower in the um during the harlem renaissance oh, okay yeah Neat. recreating the space for the dark tower which we will then teach everything about rum and sugarcane wow. and molasses and how rum fueled sugar. the slave trade of at the course time. yeah
3: i think yes yeah, sugar and its relationship to slavery is that's a deep deep connection and,
2: and how it's related directly to new orleans of course, even. Yeah, of course. So, yeah fascinating
3: how, how is that related
2: Uh, Was it Domino, or there was a sugar company here in New Orleans? There is a sugar company
0: here called Domino's right now. Well, yes,
2: it's Domino, but before, previously, there was a sugar company. I can't think of it now. It may be Mm -hmm. the mezcal talking, but... uh
0: (laughs) Was it anti Domino? No, I, I... That's a joke. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, the class will focus on, and this goes into what we do, um, or what I do with Cocktails by Pop, is uh, anybody can go and drink, and you can drink a rum and coke, but what are you really drinking? Mm. And in order, you know, for, to get everyone um, on the same page and to bring everyone together and to sort of uh, teach you how to use and not abuse... I can sort of throw in some facts that you would share with other people. Mm-hmm. Like w- some people don't even know that rum came from sugar, which came from molasses and mm. then created well, I fermented people, rum. Most you people know? don't
0: think about what they're drinking, do they?
2: No, but if you do it, uh, if you do it in the correct way, they will. Right. You know, you keep their attentions just for a second. For example, on Instagram, like the Holy Grail, we create classes every week, really quick classes that'll give you tidbits on what we normally drink. So I know that I, I you know, I don't want to lose my audience. This but is on your can, Instagram feed? Yeah, chicken and champagne. Yeah, Yeah. why is
0: your Instagram feed called chicken and champagne?
2: I will tell you. So <laughs> everyone knows that champagne is something that it, that is uh, exquisite, but so is chicken. Mm. Okay. One, I, and I'm going to tell you why. All right. When you were, let's say, um, you know, uh, enslaved people, we didn't normally get uh, certain meals. During specific times of whether it be a holiday or something we were celebrating, fried chicken or chicken was something that was considered exquisite. That's the ultimate meal. You pair those two things together just like champagne. Before they could actually figure out how to bottle champagne without the bottle bursting from the carbonation, it was exquisite. You never knew if that bottle was going to last once you picked it up. Mm. Same thing with chicken. So it's chicken and champagne, and they go good together. <laughs>
0: <That> <laughs> chicken was a rarity for a long time, though, wasn't it? Up until like after the Second World War. When you grew up, Charlie, did you eat chicken?
1: Why, sure, only on Sundays.
0: Yeah. See, that's
2: what I'm talking about. It was about. like only a special.
0: Because where did the saying a chicken in every pot come from?
2: It was like some we,
0: slogan we, from
1: some. We raised chicken. early my, uh, when I was up as a kid here in New Orleans, we'd go and get them little domino chicken. Little, we'd get mother by 10 of them. And we raise them in the yard. Right. So that you feed them, and every day throw a little corn out there. Then you get a pet. You know well, that mine and my brother have dead that mine. So, so when Sunday come, mother see "Go out in the yard, and get get one of them chickens." Oh, don't take mine. No. Don't take mine. <laughs> <laughs> and when they take... and I would I'm the one that ring their head off. Uh wow. oh, You were the, you I were the chicken the killer. Yeah. well, How did you get? <laughs> How did you get that job? <laughs> uh, I right? hey, I used to make my brothers and sisters mad 'cause they didn't want to kill, you know, do it. So I would do it. I kill them all, you oh know. So wow. the day I, t- I take their pet, they don't eat that day. Uh huh. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> goodness. Whoa. <laughs>
0: would you do it today? Would you kill a chicken today still?
1: Well, I, kill it? I don't want to kill nothing.
0: No. I wouldn't kill anything today. I yeah. see no
1: insects on the ground. I let them live. Right. It's well, we don't have life. to kill the chicken today. No. Somebody, somebody <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah.
0: what do you think about that though uh, what do you think of how hypocritical that is because I think the same thing I wouldn't kill a chicken but I don't mind eating it but uh, people say some people say if you're not prepared to kill it yourself you shouldn't eat it either hmm. do you subscribe to that theory uh, well, you know very little chicken I do eat now right so
1: uh, I don't think I can weigh in on that
0: right what do you think about that D then as a
2: under person who thinks circumstances it. Would I you kill a chicken? I'll do, what yourself? I'll do what I have to do, under certain circumstances. <laughs> if it's trying to <laughs> kill
3: you, you'll kill it, right? Yeah, <laughs> if anything's trying to
2: kill me, I'll kill it. Mm. And that is, once again, that survivor instinct. I'm going to do what I have to do.
0: Okay. Hey, listen, we're going to come back and talk about some more of this in just a minute. First, after, right after we come back, we're going to take a quick break, and then Andrew Duhon's going to play us something. What are you going to play us today?
5: I'll play a new song.
0: A brand new song. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back with a brand new song by Andrew Duhon right after this. And we're back on Happy Hour. With Charlie Gabriel, Andrew Duhon, Denicia yeah. Taylor, <laughs> yes. otherwise known as D. Mm-hmm. And thank God, T.R., you only just have two letters.
3: Two
0: initials, that's right. What are they,
3: are they stamped? T.R. stands for Thomas Richard. Thomas Richard Johnson. Thomas was my mother's maiden name and Richard was my father's name, and so it was a joint venture, Thomas Richard. That sounds
0: like a black guy's name, Thomas <laughs> A lot of people <laughs> think <laughs> I'm black. No. Yeah. Do the people no. think you're black? <laughs> yeah. And they don't know you? That's right.
3: Hi. Which is cool with me. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. interesting. I
2: love how you looked over at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you loved me.
3: Um, <laughs> um, yeah, are so. you
0: single, or are you married, or what's your situation?
3: Well, I in kind of a long-distance thing.
0: Long-distance yeah. with... Yeah. Somebody else, another human. Yeah. Another human being. Okay. That's Not a right. chicken. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, All right.
3: yeah. Very, very lovely person. Okay.
0: Are you in love with this person?
3: Oh, yeah, it's a, those are strong words. She lives in Connecticut, and. Um, well, you then know, obviously no, because uh, how could you be in uh, love with someone right. who lives in Connecticut? We would, would be Why, What's that
0: got <laughs> to do with being in love with someone?
3: <laughs> well,. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a
0: that's a pretty weird answer to a question. Are you in love with someone? She lives in Connecticut.
3: Well, how can you be in love with someone who lives in Connecticut? It would be, a, I it'd be an absolute <laughs> torment, and and you would just languish in utter agony. Do you do you need Charlie to sing her a song for you? That Try might and get her yeah, to come might, down. That, and that might yeah. save
0: but
6: you might. right now. No, yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're
0: gonna play one for us. I sure will. Okay, yeah. Andrew's playing us his brand new song.
5: Okay, I would even call this a love song which, all right, which all right. may serve. All right. In fact, it's a love song in E, which you might be able to find a saxophone solo somewhere oh, in there. Yeah, how about that? So this is, uh, I think this one's inspired by the fact that I would consider myself a morning person. I haven't played this one for the, uh, for the band yet, but I'm sure they'll hate it because they wake up about three or four hours after I do. But it uh, mm-hmm. goes like this. <laughs>
7: Would you rise with me before the sunrise, even if we had no place to be, just to walk the city streets while the city sleeps? Would you rise with me? Would you rise? I know it's hard to break the pillow's gravity But just one time, take my hand, pull away with me To be a reason, we've no reason to be. Would you rise with me before the sunrise? be surprised to see us then No plane to catch No jailhouse phone call from a friend Everything soon belongs to yesterday But just one moment Could we steal Would you rest with me Before the
6: sunrise?
0: (laughs) I hate to even come back after that. Well, I tell you, I I got something to say. Mm -hmm.
5: Um, uh, I've been keeping a secret from you, Charlie. uh, When I was a young man, I went to the Pres Hall to see a show, and, uh, you know, the whole gang was there, but I was mesmerized by you the whole time, <laughs> so a little star-struck, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate what you do.
1: Oh, man, I enjoy it. Thanks, yeah, buddy. A beautiful melody. Thank you. Yeah, I still can hear the changes in my
3: head. That's it. That's
0: yeah. it. We'll do it again. What do you think of that song, Charlie? That is a beautiful melody, I, I isn't like, it? I like it, because
1: I, it's, it, it, it's very simple. And it become complex later on, but it, is, it have a simple melody. Mm. Like I told my head already in my head, and it's, it's simple. There ain't nothing too hard to remember about
4: it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: Mm. And no, and open it up. But anyway, That's it. It, it's simple, yeah. mm-hmm. and that will make it so beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: You've worked with a lot of famous people and a lot of big bands and oh, yeah. over the years. Oh, yeah. Ha- can you tell what a good song is when the first time you hear it like that? Can what,
1: you? you know, by me, I was, at <laughs> I was in Lineham back in 1948.
0: I was in lineham back in nineteen
1: forty. I stayed with... Uh, with J.C. Hood, big band for nine years, and then I stayed with Rita Franklin, band for a long period of time. So you traveled with Aretha Franklin? Yeah, we wow. have. and uh, and by being with J.C. Hood, I had an opportunity to play behind Everford Gerald. So now you wow. play behind Nancy Wilson, all your top stars and things out of out of Motown thing. Many of them I
0: played behind. That's amazing. You know. Yeah.
1: So uh, life is just beautiful yeah. for me and I thank God for all of it. Mm, thank
0: you. So what happens when you hear first when you hear a song? Can you I mean you've heard thousands and thousands of songs. Yeah. So when you hear a song like Andrew's song, can you tell immediately that it's got something going on there?
1: Why should sure. that if, it's
0: terrible? See, music mathematics.
1: Just it? like everything else. Right. It can be a one card, it can be a two five one. it can be a six two six one two five. one 2 5 all that is matter. Mat- 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 you know what I mean? So when you be hearing, basically, basically a, lot of, a lot of songs that are built upon the same changes, the melodic line change, but the chord progression still mm-hmm. be in the same spot.
0: What does this mean? This one six two five thing, or whatever that was.
1: That's like, I love you, Thank you. for sentimental reasons. One six two five. The one chord would be C. Uh, c next chord would be six would be the A minor. Then mm. next chord would be D minor, and the five would be the G. Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's every note has a every note has a number well, attached Well, so to it's it. like an interval it's thing. So.
5: What I just played was a 1, 4, 5, which is the blues, or, you know, for me, it's country music a lot of times. It's, you know, it's just a folk song. Uh, But to say 1, 4, 5 is to give you the interval, the space between the notes, which sounds great to us all, but you can move that 1, the root, to be a G or just that, and then it was an E, but it'll sound the same, just in a different key if it's still 1, 4, 5. That's just the interval, and you make that 1 whatever you want. If it's a G, the 4 is the C and the 5 is the D. Uh, it's just the space between, that will be the interval that we all sound, uh, hear, that sounds great like to us.
1: You only have them seven notes. There's only seven notes, seven notes total. seven notes. You have seven notes, you have to utilize it to get the best sound that you want. Use, you know, just like he's saying.
2: It's mathematic. So y'all are speaking the same language. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
5: yeah. Charlie knows a lot more about that language than I do. Is there <laughs> a mathematical
0: <laughs> language of booze?
2: With booze, yes, and distilling. With cocktails, like cooking. Do you know a good chef that measures every time? mm It's a pinch here. It's a swig here. Like, that's sort of what it is.
0: Are you creating drinks? Are you coming up with your own?
2: Oh, definitely. So All the cocktails, the simple syrups, oh. everything. We create everything. So it's the same sort of mathematics, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're not just making a cosmopolitan or a grasshopper or something. You're actually creating new mm-hmm drinks Mm
2: -hmm. i learned on the other side of the bar i can remember going to certain uh cocktail bars and dive bars and holes in the wall and sort of learning from the patron side and seeing certain things and for example like you know what you like to eat you know you know what tastes good we know that and um same thing with like (laughs) chicken same thing (laughs) with cocktails uh you know i just sort of Learned. Well What and you do you just like, go like to with drink? The flow. What do you like to drink? My all-time favorite is a daiquiri. Hmm.
5: A daiquiri. All-time. Like favorite. old school or frozen? Mm-mm. Old school. <laughs> old school, like, yeah. Mm-mm. I think I figured that's what you meant.
2: No, no, no. no. Don't freeze nothing. You mm-hmm. do uh for me, aged rum, lime juice and a little bit of simple syrup. And for what we do, we do a plantain simple syrup. Plantain simple nice. syrup. Mhm. Wow, that sounds mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But nice simple drinks. You don't have to reinvent the wheel for things to be good. Mm-hmm. It's all about who's serving it. You get it in a timely manner, and it and it's good. So you
0: you lived in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and you York, born and raised in LA, in LA mm-hmm. and New York, and you lived in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then you finally discovered where everybody's an alcoholic is down here.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't that true though? Aren't there more drinkers here? Don't we drink more than anywhere?
2: They're skillful here. Skillful I would say they're the more skillful drinkers here. I think you drink here to have a good time. I think in other cities, uh, you may drink to escape. But I think here is a part of, uh, it's a way of life, almost.
0: Alcohol is so enmeshed in the way of New Orleans literally. It's everything we do. Right. Everything. So how did you discover it? Did you stumble your way here or were you always planning on
2: I remember I was, it was an ex-boyfriend at the time. I'm laying on his couch in Brooklyn and I'm searching through flights and I see a flight to New Orleans for like 40 something dollars. I'm like, let's go to New Orleans. I've never been, but my grandfather's from Streetport. And so I'm interested in coming. I buy the flight. I, you know, send to friends and say, if you want to come, hey, the flight is really, really cheap. I get down here. I kid you not, within five days after coming back to New York, I moved here in two months. Wow. 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 It was enough.
0: What was it what was it that got you?
2: It was I want to say it was I felt at ease. I felt home. Mm. I felt accepted. I felt like as an artist I could actually live. I felt my craft would be respected here. Mm-hmm. And uh New York at the time for all the things I love about New York, you know, if you can get away from that for a moment, I think it's good as an artist. Mm. But it, it I just loved it. Besides the food, the drinks, everything, I'm saying, oh, I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Charlie,
0: child, you were born here. Yeah. What, what year were you born? 1932. 32. And what year did you leave?
1: 1948. So, you mm-hmm. were,
0: what's that, uh, 16? 18. 18. 18.
1: 16.
0: 16. 16. Yeah. Something like that. So, what made you leave? You left for work.
1: N- no, what made me move, my, my oldest sibling, my o- older brother and sister, they were young people. They, they was in the late twenties, I would say, something like that, uh, twenty-five. I they, they was married. They had kids. And they didn't go to war, so they would get a better place for my mother to live, to break, getting away from segregation. Mm-hmm. So they was on their way to California. Mm-hmm. Right? So by them being young, young adult, they decided to take a, the long way around instead they going to kind of go to Chicago and to Detroit. When they got to Detroit, the car broke down. <laughs> yeah, so they had to get the car fish, And, and the war was going on during that time, so the, the Detroit, all the factories were making automobiles, were making parts for the for for the war.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Making part, making hmm. tanks and things for the war, and you can have two or three jobs. You work one job in the m- in the morning to three o'clock, and you go in the afternoon job and work that about four to ele- four to eleven. So they they stayed in Detroit working at the factory. and They brought my mother home, and then my mother said, "We're going to Detroit." My, so are you with they, them at this point? or Are you still here? No, I'm still in the, in in New Orleans. Right. My dad told him, "Okay, you guys can." go to Detroit, but you cannot take you because I'm teaching him. So he kept me here, understand, and mm-hmm. all my siblings went to Detroit, and they all got married, and they grew up, I went to so Detroit. And but you, Detroit, you, you and your
0: dad stayed in New Orleans, Yeah. and your mom and your brothers and sisters Yeah, and
1: they migrated to Detroit. And how long,
0: how long were they separated for? How long were you? It apart? was
1: about four years before I went to Detroit. Right. But Dad said I couldn't go. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. So you stayed with Charlie's teaching Charlie.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So you stayed behind for the music. Yeah,
1: but he was my teacher. He te- right. he, he, he taught my, my cousin Clarence Ford. As a, he was a great saxophonist. He, he worked with Fat Domino for 27 years. Wow. You know. But you and said that they
0: left because of segregation. <coughs> Who? Your family left. Your mom and Why siblings sure. left because of segregation. You would too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I was going <laughs> to ask you. What What was it like staying behind here? Though?
1: Staying behind? but It was good with me with my father. He was teaching me. Uh, yeah, know. but what
0: was it like living under segregation? It can't, it can't have been any well, more I enjoyable for explain,
1: you. I cannot explain it to you unless you go through it. Yeah. Mm. If you go through it, then you understand it. Yeah. I can say what it is but it wouldn't mean nothing. You right. have to go through it to understand right. it. And the people, they haven't been through it, so they don't really understand it. They right. think they understand it, but they really don't understand right. it. Right. Man, it's, it's so much to it uh, that uh, it's trying to explain something of that nature. Uh, just I don't think uh, you can uh, really see through and accept what it was. So you know? when you got I, out of I here... will you one idea. Yeah. Give you one idea. I used to shine shoes here in New Orleans. At at five years old, six years old, a Nicholas shine me and my my brother. We shine in the shoe. White guy coming in, boom, kicking up. I Said you can't shine here, but you let the white boy shine here. And paint who at 87 years old. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. So y- think of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So you don't get over stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's right. Hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I lived through it.
0: Is that, when you left, was there a, rel- a sense of relief of not, no, not no, living here anymore?
1: There wasn't no relief. It, it was happening all over the world. But so you, even can see, you can see it better in New Orleans. Hmm. At least you've got a sign that's saying that you can be in New York City and you'll be in New York and Los, New, Las Vegas something. You play music and you have nowhere to sit to put you in the bathroom. Right. I mean, you
0: know. But when you got to Detroit, I when don't want to talk about that no more. Okay, me. all right. I can understand that. So, but you stayed away for sixty <laughs> years before Ben Jaffe called you and said, "Come home." Sixty-three, 63 years.
1: years. Uh, Katrina, Katrina had yeah. me to come back. Right. When I'm sitting in Detroit and let my city going underneath I need the water, yeah. mm-hmm. I was crying like a baby. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was gonna come back anyway to let me know for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. This was, that. but that made me come back sooner. Right. And so it happened that they needed a musician. And to come help to build the city back up. so everybody had left. Right. So I just felt right into what I wanted to do. And I did it.
0: Wow. So when you came back, had you've had you been back in between, though. Surely you've been playing here once in a while.
1: Oh, I've been coming back to New Orleans ever,
0: yeah. ever since I left. I right. really left.
1: My body left New Orleans. <laughs> but me, I never left New Orleans. Right. In the 80s, I was here playing at Storyville with Teddy Raleigh. That's in the 80s. I go. My dad would bring me back almost every year to New Orleans. Right. He wanted to be doing just what I am doing. Right. And I'm very happy. He taught me and gave me what I have to do. What I'm doing.
0: What mm-hmm. a oh, great story. Do you play outside of uh, Preservation Hall anywhere?
1: No, I try not to take any other job. Right. I've been offered another job. But I Apart from work. Amazon, which yeah. but, uh, <laughs> doesn't pay I well. do the Jazz Fest coming up. Uh, I did ah. it last year, and I'll be doing the Jazz Fest again this year. May the first, I'll have a small ensemble out to the, ja- out
0: so, to the Jazz so Fest. So you know who's coming to Jazz Fest? or well, at least we know you're coming to Jazz Fest. Oh, yeah, I know. When are they releasing the schedule? I think uh? it's today. It's today? Mm. Really? Mm. Yeah. Don't it's know. a pretty big day today.
1: That's right. Uh, you the information. They're today.
0: impeaching the President of the United States today. They're releasing the Jazz Fest schedule today. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? And
3: we're hanging out here.
0: And we're at, we're at the Maple Leaf. <laughs> That's right. It's one of those days. <laughs> so right. when, when are you playing? What time? May the 1st. May the 1st. May Day.
1: Yeah, May the 1st. I'll be out there with the ensemble.
0: So your own band, yeah. hand picked Charlie Gabriel band.
1: Oh, I, same as I did last year. Okay. I was out there last year. Do you
0: audition guys or you just call them up and tell them they're playing with you?
1: No, I use different musicians at the hall. Right. And some of at the hall that I use uh, performing down there. When I, I do a thing like this, I try to use a certain individual to help me to produce the type of material mm-hmm. that I want to produce to right. the city of New Orleans. Yeah, and I find it's easier to handpick the different individuals. Not that other guy couldn't do it, right. but you try to get the best out of each
0: individual. You know what you're looking for. You can press right. Andrew, are you <coughs> playing Jazz Fits this year?
1: Yes. What date? First Sunday. I think
0: it's the 26th. All right.
5: Something like that, yeah. In the
0: NDA. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we don't have an NDA here. What uh, What time of the day are you on? I don't
5: Is think it? they give us time. Oh, they don't yet. have times? So no. You just have
0: a date? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Well, who's coming? Who are the big? Do we know anything about? it? No, I
5: I haven't seen an announcement. In fact, I think it might be
0: tomorrow. Yeah, it is tomorrow th- it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow, Okay. I well, we thought I know.
3: heard that you know, the big headliner thing is the Who. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Maybe I'm spreading misinformation, but no, no, whatever. No, strong, strongly. The Who.
0: Heard that
3: is pretty, the pretty who. much yeah, 100 percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so there's that. Does yeah. anybody care about that? Or is that no, like a?
0: Oh. that doesn't do anything yeah. for me at all no, Charlie you've you <laughs> you care about seeing the who
6: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> good answer it says it all
0: I can't see that being a big draw no that's uh, not gonna be yeah. <laughs> who was in the who I can't even remember does anybody hey, know
2: hey, I like what you did there <laughs> who's in the who Roger Daltrey
0: Roger Daltrey yeah.
5: Peter Townsend Peter
0: Townsend yeah okay so superstars at one point mm-hmm. yeah. it's more like a yeah. sort of a um, casino band
3: <laughs> exactly that's cold but it's true these days, isn't it? Yeah, it's there.
0: So, Tia, what do you do now? You've published this book. Is that the highlight of your whole life? Or you've <laughs> Not quite. You've actually. written the, but, you know, the I have definitive a, the anthology.
2: Yeah,
3: I've got, uh, no, there's a big event coming a week from Saturday. It's January 25th at Tulane. There's going to be a symposium all day. Uh, about two thirds of the people who wrote essays for the book are going to come together and discuss the implications and interconnections and, and debate and pull back and forth about all these different subjects in this history. It'll be four panels over the course of the day. Totally free and open to the public, don't need to register, just come to the LBC, is the building in the center of campus, the Stibbs, Room in the LBC, and we're going to go from nine o'clock in the morning till six o'clock in the evening. Maurice Ruffin is going to do the keynote address. There'll be reception with good drinks and uh, Aurora Neeland. Cocktails. Absolutely. Aurora Neeland is playing. Aurora Neeland right. and Tom McDermott are going to play the reception, and we've wow. got uh, a great group uh, at the lunch break. And it's Saturday, the twenty-fifth, nine in the morning till six in the evening.
0: Okay, hang on. Let's just get this right. Saturday, the twenty-fifth of January, two thousand twenty. That's, correct. 2020, That's if correct. You're listening to this at some I other know, point in time. Okay, and so if we can't make it to that, if you're listening to this and it's after 2020, January 25th, yeah, what do we? F- where do we
3: find yeah. out more about you? You know, Melba's Po' Boys down there at the corner of Elysian Fields I wasn't and Claymore is yes, giving I mean. away 100 copies of the book. Nice. Oh. If you have you have to buy a po' boy or a daiquiri. Deal. We and then you do that? and we get a, and you get a free copy <laughs> of the book. And, you know and it's, it's uh, so there's a hundred of them, and it'll be so it's Friday, March 6th, from noon to 2 p.m. Check this out. 100 copies for free, and I'm going to be signing them, and you can get a hug or high. 5 or handshake as your pleasure and I'll sign your book. Nice. I'm going to be there. All right. Nice. Cool. Say that one again. Friday. Friday, March 6th. At Melba's Poe Boys. Corner of Elysian Fields and Claiborne from noon to 2 p.m. 100 copies of New Orleans Literary History edited by yours truly, T.R. Johnson. There'll be 100 of them and you buy a poe boy or a daiquiri and you get a copy of the book and a handshake or a hug or a high five from me. Okay. A all That's them. a great promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that yeah. is a
0: great promotion. Thanks, so, man. Scott Wolf, who owns Melvis Poor Boys, yeah. who has been a guest on Happy Hour 2, he bought a 100 of these That's books right. off you. That's right. That guy is a cool guy. Isn't yeah, that?
3: for sure. His wife has got a, his wife is really taking the lead with this Jane Wolf. And so, she has really got this big sort of literary and literacy initiative going down there. She had Hillary Clinton down there a couple yeah. of months ago, Colson Whitehead, Sarah Broom, who just won the National Book Award, a native New Orleanian. Lots of.
0: And now they finally got a good headliner in T.R. Johnson <laughs> after all those warm up people. How did <laughs> they get right. Hillary Clinton to come down to the Melbourne's Pole Boys? <laughs>
3: That's yeah. right, as I'm following her footsteps and very pleased to do that. How yeah.
0: did nice. they get her to come down
3: there, though? How, they what, said, po- we, got po boys, we got Pole uh, Boys, we got daiquiris, come yeah. on, you know. And she had a book, a new book out, that, and she wanted to give it to the community, and Hillary said, I'm totally down with that, let's do it. So it she came sense. and did it. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense.
0: It totally. is good. And, but you have a kind of social conscience thing going on with your Definitely. stuff as well, do you? Mm-hmm. Definitely. You're concerned about the place of alcohol in the world.
2: Yes. That's why uh, most of our cocktails, we want to um, make sure people are aware of the cultural influence. Like for example, black history is coming up. So we've teamed up with Noki, the New Orleans Culinary Institute, to do a class that um, sort of highlights um, African-Americans in distilling, the history of rum, and now where we are present day in the pop culture. With, with and cocktails Is this and
0: open to the public as well? It sure is. Okay, all so th- how do we get to go to that?
2: Noki. All the tickets are available. Noki.com. N o c h i. Noki.com. It's Gnocchi. the Gnocchi. New
0: Orleans Culinary and Hospitality exactly. Institute on Howard Avenue. Yes, and if L-E-Circle.
2: you you'll see it everywhere. But if you go to my Instagram too, I'm constantly posting everything about the Which class.
0: Is Chicken and Champagne.
2: Exactly. I didn't even have to prompt you. (laughs) Chicken and Champagne.
0: So if you go to Chicken and Champagne on Instagram, you can find out how to get involved with this Black History Month.
2: Exactly. But we've got a really cool project coming up.
0: That is very hard to remember that. Okay, yes.
2: A really, really cool project. And it's called Sweat It Out. Sweat It Out. Sweat It Out. It is a private location, February 8th from 9 until. And we are partying on roller skates. Now, if you think about it and tell me, is there a roller rink in New Orleans?
3: There must be. No, no. in New so. Orleans, there be.
2: will be February eighth, and right. we're gonna sweat it out. I like
0: that, but There'll it's a secret location.
2: It's a secret. Andrew location Andrew did a whole
0: thing with a secret location in City Park one time. I did. For the record yeah. release. Yeah, but it mm-hmm. was. It didn't have a skating rink, unfortunately. That's a pretty cool idea. This year. it was very, very well attended. It was great. So, this is a secret location thing, is a pretty good idea. It's it catching on. It is. How do we find out how to get our roller skates on? Because Charlie and I would like to go to that because we're both only 18 and 19. <laughs> you guys can be well,
2: we need you there, especially Charlie. Yeah. It'll be a special, uh, a special release, but chicken and champagne, it will be. And you'll see, so you the, have to be
0: an Instagrammer. No, to you find don't. Out you'll see this. it everywhere. I promise. You will.
2: Okay, you will without it everywhere you go if you shop at Rouse's. If you shop at Winn-Dixie, you will see the special Sweat It Out. Okay. But that day, you're going to sweat it out. Sweat
0: It Out, we have to get the hell out of here now. We <laughs> have to make way for the actual band who's coming in okay. here on the stage. Charlie, what are you up to? Aren't you getting some sort of Lifetime Achievement Award or some fancy thing? Yeah, uh,
1: tomorrow I'm going to receive tomorrow. from the uh, 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 Offbeat, yeah? Yeah, the, uh Offbeat. i mm-hmm. uh, receive a uh, uh, Lifetime Achievement
0: Award nice. tomorrow. Wow. tomorrow. At the mint, at the you know, it starts at seven o'clock. Seven mm-hmm. o'clock at the mint, so tomorrow would be Thursday, the 16th of January, 2020. Mm. So there's a chance that somebody might hear that and get down there. And if they don't, how do we find you? Do you have like a website online or anything? Or what's uh, the best know, way to find stuff uh, about you? You
1: got a lot of stuff online. I got a nephew in Detroit that put a lot of stuff online. But as far as <laughs> me, you're not messing on around with Facebook that. and all that, Screw that. I don't. <laughs> it, but all right. They I got all kind of stuff on
0: there. All right. So well, we just did a search for your name, Charlie Gabriel. And this, uh, that'll this, uh, find us there. Hey, we have to say thank you to Basics on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Basics underneath sells fine lingerie and Basics and Gym has a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. And thank you, too, to the Positive Vibrations Foundation who create and encourage community through the development of the, and the preservation of arts, music, culture, and heritage. And if you'd like to become a member of our Patreon family, go to patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour and for as little as one solitary dollar. You can become a member of our Happy Hour family and receive exclusive stuff that C-Rock and Asher Griffith will send you from time to time. About once every five years, probably. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, everybody, for being here. This has been a, a really stellar episode of. Do you, you want to play us out, Charlie? Ooh, yeah, Andrew, you guys want to play us out? Hey, what about? I think. I think what about one away. six five four two? Come on. Okay. The producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Mm -hmm. Our music producer is Monique Pyle. Christian owner is our music Mm -hmm. consultant. Our technical Mm -hmm. director is Thomas Walsh. And today's show is engineered by Eric Murrell. Mm -hmm. Asher Griffith Mm -hmm. is our Facebook live feed director. Mm -hmm. And our fact checker and social media connector... Mm -hmm is Andrew Searock Searach, if you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about 60 minutes while drinking alcohol at the Maple Leaf, drop us a line our address us on our website, itsneworlands.com. You can also check out many other hours of happy hour that we recorded previous to this show on our website, itsneworlands.com, as well as some other shows we make around here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Schutte, Live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana, Eats with Poppy Tucker, and our award-winning podcast about death called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on a bunch of time-sucking social media like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find all those links on our website. It's New Orleanscom You can find photos from this show on it's New Orleanscom and on our It's New Orleans Happy Hour Facebook page and on Instagram as well. Those photos are taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at LaFleurphoto.com. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. If your podcast app has a share option, Try telling a couple of your friends about Happy Hour. The show is recorded live today at the Maple Leaf Bar on Oak Street and Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hour is a production of I Broadcasting for itsneworlanders.com. For Andrew Duhon and everyone else around the table here at the Maple Leaf and back at our office at I Know Broadcasting, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. oh, the
3: great Charlie Gabriel. See you next week, everybody.